cliffcentral.com First it's time for Anthea She looks hard for the money Uh-huh So hard for the honey Uh-huh, uh-huh She works hard for the money So you better drink her Shame, Anthea, you got to work so much harder when the stock exchange is down for a fourth consecutive week, right? Oh, God. If you've been looking at your pension fund or your investments, it's not looking pretty. Thanks, Cyril. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure you can say it's Cyril, actually, because I just tweeted um, a picture of ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds, in U.S. dollar terms, and it will show you each of the country markets down from their highs. South Africa kind of features in the middle. We're down 30%. From oh. our high. But Nigeria is down 69%, Greece 69%, Turkey 63%, Egypt 60 Russia 55 Colombia 54 Italy 49 Brazil 46 Argentina 35 and we're uh, 34. <laughs> so you, you can see kind of the real worry are what they call the brats, right? The, the emerging markets. Everyone's in the Brazil, red. Brazil, yeah, Argentina, Turkey, those are the really big ones. Good those heavens. are ugly. And we've done not too badly considering they're down in the 60s. We're, that's US dollar terms, by the way. So it will also impact how the RAND or whatever exchange rate you're looking at has done. Um, I see the rand hasn't moved much since last week. It's about 1438 to the dollar, 1656 to the euro, and 1879 to the pound, which is pretty much where it was last week. And then, of course, you know, we've got the medium-term budget speech this week. Everyone's looking to see what's going to happen there. A lot of economists, I'm nervous to say this, a lot of economists are looking for a VAT increase because they're saying that there's just not enough money in the fiscus to um, cover the expenditure, but I, oh, I, I can't imagine. Well, there isn't. I know, but the I can't bank imagine. It's empty. That the uh, Treasury are going to want to raise that at this stage, right? Well, if they do, they'll have an, a tax revolt in their hands. Absolutely. The, and the that's people exactly of this country it. are fed up, and when we see how many of these incompetent people are getting away with they're stealing money, and we know we've just gone through, you know, the, the whole state capture thing and then we see the vbs scandal and and then we see this woman from sars on the tv who's so embarrassingly thick that you couldn't trust her to to to, to tell between apple and and an orange and and she's in charge of sars's it department why should we give any money to the government and she gets paid three million rand a year so I i know a lot of people are complaining about this and everyone's feeling really down about it but i must say i'm quite Happy that this is happening because <laughs> no, because please tell it, us how. it shows that things are coming out in the wash now, right? Mm-hmm. So things are being exposed. Whereas before, she would have just happily sat in her job, earned her three million rand a year, and others, Transnet CEOs, VBS, all those things would have just happened in the background. We would never have known about it. But because it's coming to light, I think things are changing. I, I think you're general attitude to how the country's being run is changing and yes it is frustrating we're having to go through this purge and and kind of highlight things that are just shocking quite frankly but yeah i mean the difficulty of course is now to build or rebuild the country and all the soes 
um, on a meritocracy rather than kind of anything else. Data deployment. Been, yeah, exactly. You know, Tito Mbeweni was in Parliament last week and saying that, like, he actually literally mentioned the four things that worry him at the moment, VBS, the PIC, SARS, and SAA. And he's right to focus on that because Moody's also came out last week and said they were going to wait until after the medium-term budget speech before they did anything. And potentially we could even get upgraded by Moody's. Really? I mean, how would that? Yeah. That's what they said. Huh. They said, just watch out, though. So what we don't okay. want in this week's budget are big shocks. You just want Tito to balance the budget quietly and just kind of, yeah, you know, smooth don't, things don't upset over. anybody. That's right. That's pretty much how it is. And, and also, there are issues that need to be fixed. And, and Moody's are saying, well, actually, can you just face that, please? Can you just focus on your SOEs, focus on the expenditure leakages, Sort it out and you'll be okay, basically. So there's a glimmer of hope. All right. So um, let's look at a couple of things. The executive moves that we – I mentioned already that uh, Transnet CEO has been fired. Yeah. Um, Mr. Price, though, Stuart Bird is the guy in charge there. He's going to resign after eight years of heading up Mr. Price and quite well for most of it. Yeah. No, they've done fantastically well. In the last – Two or three years, they've had a couple of missteps, but nothing that they haven't been able to fix. You know, everybody in the fashion industry has these every once in a while. Your latest victim was Woolworths. So I I think Stuart Bird's done an okay job. He's succeeded by their CFO, Mark Blair. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Kevin Hedewick. Remember him from Famous Uh. Brands? Yeah, he hasn't done such a great job. Oh, no, he's done a shocking job, actually. (laughs) Tell me more. Yeah, so he was... At Famous Brands, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a moment because they put out a trading statement. Then he was at Long for Life, him and um, Long for Life CEO, whose name just escapes me now. Mm-mm. Oh, no. I can't believe Someone's I can't Someone's forgetting. Anyway. <laughs> old age. <laughs> um, Someone had a they, heavy weekend. Of working, yes. <laughs> so hard for her money. Um, they didn't get along, and he's left there. But guess what? He's joining Kauai. Kauai? Yeah. I I hope he doesn't mess up Kauai. I like Kauai. Brian Joffe. Thank you very much. See ya. Okay, Kauai I like. Yeah, and they also own New Health. Yes. Um, And the speculation is Kevin Hedewick's joining them because they're planning to list. That would be interesting, I think. Yeah, probably, but I hope it doesn't change things. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about famous brands. um, Because one of the issues they had was this gourmet burger kitchen... Um, business that they bought in the UK. Basically, they are losing 5.2 million pounds annualized. And that's basically a 10% drag on group operating profit. And that's before accounting for the 230 million rand interest charge that was at the annual interest charge. That's that's, that's not a small amount of money. No. So I think what GB, what, what famous brands are going to do now is write down GBK completely and just say, okay, it's an absolute loss. We made a absolute mess of it, so they'll impair it. But I think they might actually even go into voluntary administration because they've got these 10, 15-year leases in the UK, which they actually can't get out of. But if they go into voluntary administration, basically they're saying, you, you know, we, we are not a going concern anymore. Um, so maybe we can negotiate these leases or maybe we can get out of some of them. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a shocking result. Famous brands really not looking good at the moment. All right. Um, and then Brett, they mm. said last week that they were going to close down New Look in China. Now you remember Brett, 
a couple of years ago when we were talking about this and I was very gung-ho about them because I put down all the numbers in a spreadsheet. I did my little DCF, my discounted cash flow, and I thought, wow, this is brilliant, right? This, this is just an absolute win. If they can produce these kinds of numbers, you definitely want to own the share. But actually what you I think it's a good lesson because what you don't realize is that starting a new business is hard. And starting a new business in China, which was where kind of the growth was going to come from for this retail business, is probably, unless you really understand the market, incredibly hard. That's a tough ask. Yeah. So glad to be out of breath. Uh, Glad I changed my mind on that one. A All while right. ago, but that, yeah, shocking story there. The one good news we did have last week, though, was Diskim. We need to talk about this. They put out their interim results. And in this environment, a company that can sustain itself or kind of carry on or pr- produce great results, it's a win, right? So for Diskim, group turnover was 9% up. Headline earnings per share, 10.5% up. So like for like sales is how we actually compare, um, the company, if you, you know, you kind of want to compare apples with apples, oranges, oranges. Um, and it was kind of pedestrian at 3.4% higher, but the CEO, Ivan Saltzman, did say that they're standing by their plan to increase their stores. They have 136 stores at the moment to 151 stores by the end of the year. So the growth is definitely there. And I think the long-term investment thesis is pretty much intact. Um, it's a great growth story. They're doing well. They've suffered recently because I think, one, people or investors are worried about the local economy. Um, and two, they've had a couple of glitches, but they were small ones. I think this is a company that can probably return 20 to 25% growth per annum. And if you can do that in this environment, I, I think you've got a winner. Absolutely. So All right. happy to be owning Discam shares. Discam good. Mm-hmm. Uh, consolidated motor holdings. Yeah. So this is the motor, uh, rental business. Um, and sales business. I'm afraid kind of the results were kind of flat. Revenue up 8.8%. Margins were lower. Headline earnings were flat. Dividends per share was unchanged. But it's so cheap. It's trading at a price earnings ratio of seven times and a dividend yield of 7% or over 7%. Now, everybody loves cash in hand, right? If you're right. going to own the share and they're going to pay you 7%, that's okay. The question is, can they... Hold, can, can they kind of hold this dividend? And they probably could. I, I think what, so the results kind of boring, but what was inter- the most interesting thing about this was the language that they used in their statements. Because, you know, as well as putting out the numbers, management generally write a little story about how the company has done this last year and what they think they're going to do going forward. And it was a little bit, it was a little bit lame actually, because <laughs> the statement was all about, you know, oh, we're suffering the after effects of years of corruption and mismanagement. And they even mentioned the ANC and how badly they'd done. So they were really kind of passing the buck, not taking responsibility for it. And they even mentioned land expropriation, which was interesting because it made me go to Tongat Hewlett. And I don't know if you remember, we've spoken about Tongat Hewlett and how the real, it's a sugar company, but how the real kind of sweetener, that's funny, (laughs) real sweetener in the results (laughs) was actually the fact that they owned all this land, which they could um, parcel off. That's right. And we were, you know, we we calculated the value of the land. Tongat Hewlett share price in the last couple of months, since we've been talking about land expropriation, has gone from 112 rand 
to 59 rand. Oh, yeah, that's got to hurt, eh? And actually, partly it's because they haven't got rid of being able to being able to sell these parcels of land. Um, and I think it is because of talk of land expropriation, and investors are going, well, if you've got parcels of unused land in Kosovo mm-hmm. Natal, it's going to get un, it's going to get taken we'll away get it, from we'll you. We'll get it used. Yeah. So yeah, and then we must talk about Netflix quickly because they put out results as well last week. All right. Um, exceptional results. So we were expecting, or they had guided us to an increase of 700,000 new subs- paid subscribers in the US and 4.45 million international markets. They came out with a million paid subscribers in the US and 5.07 million internationally. A record. I mean, just record quarterly results, 14% ahead of expectations. And this is while reducing their marketing spend by 17%. You know, we always talk about JAWS, yes. the difference between how your revenue grows and how your expenses grow. So this is nice because it's going the other way. Right. <laughs> you know, the, the revenue is increasing and expenses are shrinking. But what I loved about these results was Reed Hastings actually uh, live-streamed the results. And he had... I think it was a UBS analyst on the line actually asking him questions. So like interrogating his results. And they normally, what they do normally is they stand up there, they read out the results, which is dreadfully boring because we can read them ourselves. <laughs> and then they take three or four questions from the audience and the questions kind of are fairly dull. Okay. <laughs> you know, the analyst trying not to upset management too much while trying to sound very clever. Um, but this time around, they actually, I can't remember the analyst's name, but he's, he's been in the industry for a while. And he, he was asking fairly pertinent questions of Reed Hastings. And I think the way he did it was just cool. You, you know, it's kind of shows that he's forward thinking and yeah, approachable. And he's not scared to answer tough questions. Um, because normally these CEOs and, you know, remember Elon Musk. They uh, hide away or they become crazy. Y- yeah. yeah. Elon <laughs> Musk called, called one of the analysts a bonehead, remember? Yes, that's right. <laughs> so it was good that, uh, the CEO of Netflix was kind of out there. All right. Very good. All right. Well, good luck for the mini budget this week. Yeah. Well, do we need to check in with you? I mean, are you expecting any fireworks or do you hope that Tita takes your advice and just keeps it quiet? I'm really hoping he keeps it quiet. Um, but you never know. So, so maybe I'll phone you on Thursday. So overwhelmingly here, yeah, that would be cool. I'd like to hear from you on Thursday. But overwhelmingly here, what we are talking about is that a lot of the rot is being found and being taken out. Is that the way you see it? That's the way I see it, exactly. So we're going through um, a, purge. a purge. And when you purge, you feel terrible. And But you come out the other side clean, right? Hopefully. Mm. Or as clean as can be anyway. God, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> All right, Thanks, Anthea. guys. Have a Thanks good week. Thanks so much. Anthea Gardner, The Money Shot. Every Monday, get it once a week. And if it's a special occasion like the budget, the mini budget on Thursday, you get her twice. Hmm. But you have to be really, really well behaved. <laughs> it's got to be good. Cliffcentral.com.